following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Unity FM 93.5 and welcome to Parenting Hour. We're with you for the whole hour from 5 p.m. till 6 p.m. here in the studio. If you'd like to contact us, please ring in on 772-8892 or you can email studio at unityfm.net. The email address hasn't changed or the phone number hasn't changed. And it's the same email and phone number for the Luton listeners who are tuned in to us in Luton on 105.1. This evening we have a lovely show, inshallah, for you. Um, we're going to be talking about Hajj, being the week that it is, and and so many people, subhanAllah, are in Mecca at the moment performing their Hajj that we wanted to discuss this in Parenting Hour, but what should you be doing as parents, both for yourself in revising Hajj and preparing for Hajj for yourself and Arafah being tomorrow, Yom of Arafah tomorrow and what you should do for that, but also how do you explain this to your children? Where do you start? And a lot of parents find it difficult to even know where do they start or how do they explain things and they just tell their children, oh, it's another feast and children get excited and get in presents. But what is it all about? What's the reason? What are we doing to get to, to earn the reward for this feast. So subhanAllah, we have a lot to discuss this evening around that. And I have a lovely guest in front of me, mashallah, Sister Iman here, who's been on Hajj only a couple of years ago and who's recently given a lecture on this. And mashallah, we are going to ask her all these difficult questions and she's going to answer them for us, inshallah. And also how to explain it to our children. I know she's got some wonderful, wonderful resources in front of her here. So I'm really looking forward to explaining how she, to you what she's been doing and she herself will explain to you indeed. And if you have any questions or any queries or any comments to make or any courses that you've attended either for yourself or for your children, please do ring and let us know because we'd like to hear and hear your experiences. Share with us what you gain from courses because we find there's probably not enough courses for adults or courses for children about Hajj and explaining this appropriately to them. So I'm going to pass over to Sister Man first to ask her to introduce herself to us because, mashallah, she's got a big variety of experience, uh, not just about Hajj, but about many other things that she does. Welcome to the studio, Man. Thank you, Kathleen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome to all our listeners uh, in Birmingham and in Luton. Um, obviously, these 10 days are the blessed days, um, the best days of the year. Um, so um, obviously they lead to the big um, Hajj that uh, the pilgrims now are in the middle of um, now I, I went on Hajj a couple of years ago and before then I didn't really do much with my children and I didn't educate them about Hajj but since since I've been um, I, I fell in love with Hajj and I did a lot of research before I went. I, I prepared myself. I tried to prepare myself mentally. I tried to educate myself about it, and I, I totally fell in love with it. And then after the experience, um, I, I, you know, those that have been on Hajj can t- can can tell um, you guys as well. It's the best experience you'll ever experience in your life. And um, but um, just a couple. I think it was last Friday. We ran a workshop. Mm-hmm. And the workshop uh, was to educate the children about Hajj. Oh, wow, now, that's really good. Children, what age children was that? Children, I, uh, primary age children, mm-hmm. primary school. So we were looking at uh, five to 11-year-olds. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, some of them, I mean, what they know, their previous knowledge varies because some parents like to talk to their children quite a bit about it. Mm-hmm. Some only know Eid. They know, yeah. uh, some know Arafa and Eid. Yeah. Some know the 10 days Arafa and Eid. Yeah. So um, uh, we went in um, uh, to, uh, we went in with the idea to educate the children about this Hajj. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, in two folds one just the steps the rituals and the other one it's morals and that was the most important thing so we're trying to drum in the children why we do this mm-hmm. and and what we can gain from these um um uh, uh, from the experience so it, Friday was a simulation of Hajj, though it was less pretend to do Hajj. Mm-hmm. um it was also um uh, it was also um one of the goals of this workshop was to encourage them to fast and to increase their good deeds in the 10 days. Okay, Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, being children, um, it was to provide them with like a fun and social um, environment in preparation for Eid mm-hmm. al-Adha. Now, both our Eids, uh, Eid al-Fadr and Eid al-Adha, come after an ibadah. Mm-hmm. So Eid al-Fadr comes after the Ramadan mm-hmm. and, um, and the Hajj comes after... Um, and, and Eid al-Adha comes after Hajj mm-hmm. so we're celebrating uh, um, performing the, um, the the Hajj is Allah's gift for us mm-hmm. so um, so as Muslims we must make a big fuss about this especially mm-hmm. because obviously there are big events here like the Christmas and, and people are um, expo- uh, children are exposed to this and and, uh, uh, and they're all excited about it so we've not compete, but we have to make sure that our 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 festival, our festival, uh, our festivals are appealing to the children, mm-hmm. and they have to understand why and how we do them. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was the goal of the workshop right. itself. Yeah, and where did you deliver this workshop? It was in the Dar. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Muslim student house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and about forty um, forty um, uh, uh, children attended. Ooh. Now that was interesting because. Uh, Hajj, um, although it's a personal um, uh, journey, it's also a communal public event. So mm-hmm. it's nice that there were a lot of people because you get the mm-hmm. sense of mm-hmm. Hajj, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so um, it was interesting. Okay. Um, the chil- Before we just go into what you did in the workshop with okay. the children, can we just talk about um, you, you yourself and your Hajj for adults and your, you know, why is it um, um, just refresh parents about the importance of this I know they've probably been listening to this all week but one of the pillars of Islam one of the pillars that we have to do some parents put this off you know you a very young mother here in front of me here you've been on Hajj not that long ago a couple of years ago why did you do it earlier why did you feel it's important to do this pillar earlier rather than leave it to later you know after I came back from Hajj I said to them I said to all my friends you know leave everything you know leave holidays leave save up and go to Hajj with your spouse with your with your husband and go young mm-hmm. because you number one you can you can appreciate it and you can enjoy it and you can connect and then your life after Hajj from now till your age but I don't I want to go Hajj again mm-hmm. but um, you can then you, you've got like a goal or a purpose or you you know sometimes you go off track Mm. Hajj kind of brings you on track, but it brings you on track earlier. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to have to wait until you're old. Um, number one, there's no guarantee. Yes. And number two, if you're financially able and you can take care of your children, mm-hmm. so if you've got somebody that can look after your children, because my sister came in and, and looked after them the three weeks we were gone, mm-hmm. um, then there's no uh, there's no reason why you should delay it. Mm-hmm. So if, if financial ability, if you're able to do that and you're fit and you're healthy, you should go young. Yeah. 
And wh- why is it then that everybody doesn't think of this, that they kind of postpone it? Uh, is is it because they feel that this is a cleansing moment and mm. I just want Let to wait and be, and be cleansed completely? Yeah. Do they I think suppose, you- although when I was on Hajj, I was surprised at the number of single um, um, uh, uh, ladies and men that would, were going. Mm-hmm. Young teenagers were also going. Mm-hmm. Um, so young moms, t- um, uh, people in their 20s, 30s. So it's no, I don't think it's... Maybe there's a larger sector of people that do still go as um, uh, at a late age. Um, but maybe due to financial reasons. Maybe, then, yeah. Yes. Sometimes they're saving up. Sometimes mm-hmm. they think, oh, you know, I'll save up to get my child married or I'll buy a house. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of commitment. This is it. This yeah. is the commitment. But if you've got the opportunity, I would say do it and do it young. Okay. So doing it young is something that that you And can you remember your first reaction when you first saw Kaaba? Ah, see, I'd done, I had done Amra before, so I had, okay. yes, it wasn't so, my first. So okay. it was ten years ago that I, I did Amra. But it's very surreal. You just. Actually, I actually asked the lady, she was Iranian, lady next to me. We were sitting in front of the Kaaba, okay? Mm. We could see the Kaaba. And then it was Salah time. I asked her, what, where's the, um, which direction is the Qibla? Mm. And she couldn't be looking at us because you just <laughs> pray towards the Kaaba. There's no such thing. You just, but you, you're not, you, I don't think you, uh, I don't know how to explain. You, it doesn't sink in. That you're there. That you're there. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. really inspiring, really beautiful. Right. It's breathtaking as well. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. That's a lovely description of it. So people are this week talking a lot about Hajj mm. and maybe when they see the picture of Hajj mm. feeling like what you say, they would love to be there. Mm. So you're, you're, you're encouraging them now from now to start yeah. saving up Absolutely. and making a plan for that. Absolutely. But if you do go, then you have to go prepared. You have to go mentally prepared. You have to go physically prepared. You ha- I did a lot of walking. I did a lot of sauna, so I was in the sauna okay. for a while. So I tried to mentally prepare myself and physically and educate myself of the fiqh and the wajib and the arkan. So, so when you're there, you're not busy asking questions, oh, what, is, oh, what am I supposed to do now? You're actually just there to absorb the whole thing rather than to just try and figure out where to go and what to do. That's a really important point. So we're emotionally now kind of blown away. You're, yes. you're talking about Hajj. We're yes. looking at it on the television. Yes. We're saying we want to be there. Yes. We're emotionally in that situation. Uh-huh. But you're saying we need to be physically and psychologically yeah. prepared and mentally prepared. So physically, if we go into that first before okay. we go into that, how should we be physically prepared? And I suppose financially as well, but we could do it one step down the line. Physically, okay. how should we be I, I would say, this is, okay, things that I took, I, I did a lot of walking, mm-hmm. a lot of, and I used to do seven laps. So mm. I'd go, for instance, to botanical gardens, I'd go seven times around, okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, with quick pace. And um, I tried to, um, uh, I tried to put layers on, <laughs> so I, because obviously you're going there. We went in October, so it wasn't too hot. Mm. Uh, but you try to prepare yourself for the weather. Uh, you try um, and eat well and eat less. Mm-hmm. Okay, because in Hajj, what I found was useful. You don't you, you don't want to eat too much because you don't want to spend a lot of time in the toilet. And obviously, mm. it's limited. Uh, the toilet's limited, so you don't want to have to keep wasting your time queuing and, mm-hmm. and going. Mm-hmm. So it was the food. It was um, uh, a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the physical side to it. Yeah, and I remember also when I was doing my hatch, we actually did a walking hatch and we prepared also for that each for the few weeks beforehand, walking every evening yes. a few miles in so yes. that we knew that we were walking, able to do that physical yes. exercise. Yes. And also uh, the shoes that we were going to I bring, we were in them so okay. that they were w- walked in. Because sometimes, you know, when you yes. go away on a holiday, you buy new ones just oh, before yes. you go and then yes. they're the right, wrong Very, things yeah, to do because thing, you get yeah. blistered 
fevers, yes. etc. So and people do get that and they mm. suffer. Yes. So, so that's a very good point, yeah. Yes, yeah, so mm. that, that was one point that we did, which we enjoyed it then more, knowing yes. what we were supposed to do. Uh-huh. So physically, there's a way of preparing yes. yourself for it. Psychologically, how did you prepare? Yeah, you know, I, I felt because when we were, especially in Minam, I think I think you could tell those that were mentally prepared for Hajj and those that weren't. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're if you're mentally prepared for Hajj, uh, I, I did a lot of um, not seclusion, but I didn't do, I didn't talk too much before Hajj. So the, the, mm-hmm. the few, <laughs> so I did. I cut down on my speech. I did a lot of. Um, uh, uh, I listened to a lot of. Um, uh, uh, like videos and talks about uh, the importance of patience and hajj. So I try to be patient in the house mm-hmm. with the children around mm-hmm. me because obviously you do get tested and people do uh, fail the test in mm-hmm. Mina yes. and they fail yeah. it miserably and they and they they spoil their hajj yeah. by losing their temper by mm-hmm. being foul because obviously you're in contact with a lot of people and people have come from all those, all sorts of um, you know all over the world and, and you're in close proximity and things aren't uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, uh, so if you if you come from a quite comfortable and then you, a comfortable setting and then you come to Hajj in Mina not expecting to, to, to see what you do see then obviously you and I've seen and, and it happened in our camp you mm-hmm. get fights you get people being foul so uh, that just spoils your Hajj so you've mm-hmm. got to be you know mentally prepared that, I'm, go- I'm, I'm spending this much money, I'm leaving behind children, I'm making this time out, I'm not going to go there to spoil it by doing mm-hmm. by losing my temper. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that people, um, you know, if people, if mm-hmm. I see something happen, I'll just sit my mouth, I'll keep myself quiet, yeah. and that's it. So, so I try to train myself. Be content with little things. Yes. And appreciate the little things. Absolutely. Because you'll be sleeping on the ground. Yes. There'll be nothing covering you. You might be lucky to pick up a, a piece of a cardboard box on yes. your way that you can actually lie on that. Yes. Um, and just be content with with that. Yes. Uh, Alhamdulillah. If you manage to get a, a bottle of water fired to you or Absolutely. some yogurt drink fired to you, Absolutely. Alhamdulillah, it's great. If not, have patience. Because it's only a few days, and you have to remember, it's only like you're only in this position of a haram. Well, I mean, five days maximum. Mm-hmm. If that, actually, mm. less, I said three. So, mm. what if you can't be patient three days of the year mm. or three days of your lifetime? We're not going to be patient. Mm. Um, so, um, uh, so yeah so uh, menti- and also that's the mental side to it mm. but also you have to educate yourself you have to read a lot about Hajj before I mean not mm. too much that confuses you but read the purpose like the pur- you have to un- you have to understand the goal on the purpose of why you are doing it and why you are going and when you do what you do why are you doing it the story and the legacy of Ibrahim salam and all that that all mm. has to come in, in, into play mm-hmm. otherwise you're just you're just doing certain rituals and not understanding it mm. although you do get rewarded for it because Allah does say you know being Arafat this time this this mm. day and mm-hmm. you get forgiven yeah yeah but it's, be- it's of course much better to know what you're doing absolutely and, and there's different types of hajj as well so yes. you need to be yes. know which type you're doing absolutely and, right? and, and that's one thing when you decide to go on hajj you have to know exactly which one mm-hmm. you're going to do but most most groups go for tamattu' which is the mm-hmm. umrah then you um, they come out of the set of ihram then you do hajj mm-hmm. so that's the one that we normally explain to the children yes okay. great great so we've we've looked now at physical we've looked at psychologically we have looked pr- not really really looked at, at financial but we know it costs yes. a quite a bit of money oh, yeah, you're looking at 10 grand year. at least really for both you and your both, husband yes yeah. so we're saying about 5 grand each yes. year was the roughly yes. the cost from UK mm. and people if they're thinking of 
saving up to do this, they need to know how much per month they yes. would start to save yes. now from now on. So we're now here coming the end of September, yes. sort of from October this year until yes. October, whatever year, 2017, 2018, 2020, yes. 2025, how long it would take you to save up that amount of money yeah, to be you, able you to could, go on you could, Talking about finance, you could get like cheaper package, packages, like maybe seven grand for both. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they... Because like, we, we booked last minute, so obviously we just took what we what mm-hmm. they gave us. Mm-hmm. So between seven and ten, I would say. Okay. Few. Well, when we were speaking to Dome Tours there on a, a previous programme we were talking about, okay. they were roughly saying about 5,000 also, as you were saying, each. for each yes. person. Um, I know maybe their packages are a little bit upmarket, yes. but it depends, as you were saying, on the packages yes. you get. Yes. So it, you have to do a little bit of research into what is his, what kind of a house you like, what yes. kind of a luxury would yes. you like there, what kind of a hotel would you like how far away from the Kaaba would you like to be placed this a lot is, of yeah. this is placed yeah, yeah, not yeah. just out on you psychologically or physically but also financially so you need to know Absolutely. beforehand and have the money for that True. So, so great that we're we're looking at all of these elements in preparing for Hajj and knowing about Hajj and wanting to do Hajj and we eventually get an opportunity like what you did to go on Hajj and probably your children were either asking you before you went What's this all about? And, and I'm just wondering, how did you explain that to your children? And how can we use what you explain to your children to explain to other children? I know you recently have done another workshop, so yes. that will really help us as well in understanding okay. how to explain hash to children. Okay. Maybe we should break it down to different age group children yes. so that they will understand. Yes. And parents will understand. Yes, more. definitely. Well, the workshop that we did um, for simulating hajj, um, mm. I think if it's done collectively as groups, that's ideal. Okay. Because because um, obviously Hajj is a communal thing and people do get together, and um, so I'll talk about doing it as groups with groups okay. first. Okay, so um, we, it was a massive hall and we split the hall into stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the children had their British passports or copies right. of it, Brilliant. so they went to the first. So the sta- each station had a volunteer to help. Mm-hmm. Okay, and each volunteer knew obviously what station was about mm. so they'd go and they'd, they'd, um, they'd pick up their passports from um, this uh, the station one and that was the ihram and the intention okay mm-hmm. they'd write their names because obviously in Haji if you remember you have to carry identification wherever you go yes okay so they had to do that and pin it and then the boys had to get into a state of uh, start wearing the ihram so they had mm. to the, the, the week before that they were told to bring in two towels mm-hmm. and the girls because the haram for the women is unspecified so you can wear what you want mm. but it was like white hijab and something like that so mm. they all got dressed and, and obviously it was it's exciting for boys to have uh, like they're in there and the izar mm. put uh, on them um, so then after that they boarded the plane so we had mm. seats of the plane and they all wanted to do the pilot <laughs> <laughs> and then I said to them right we're, we're heading from now to Saudi and uh, once we pass a boundary called the miqat mm-hmm. I'm going to ring I'm going to ring the bell or you know make a noise and we're going to start the telbiya because that's that's the beginning of the phase of um, ihram mm-hmm. so that's what we did and some obviously knew what the telbiya was so they led the telbiya and we mm-hmm. said after them it was very very beautiful so and they and they then, and they stayed in tune with the with the hajj so labbaik allahumma labbaik labbaik la sharika laka labbaik so they're all singing that um, singing that all reciting that very mm-hmm. loud and I said um uh, and then we explained to them what what it was, uh, what intention, what uh, haram was. Haram is the states that you have to be in to perform your umrah and hajj. Mm. 
uh, we're going to perform Umrah first then we're going to perform the Hajj and that's the Hajj Tamattu that we're going to do mm-hmm. um, now you get a feel by wearing what you're wearing you get a feel that you're entering a new phase uh, you have to be humble now because you're there to get Allah's mercy mm-hmm. so you're you're not dressed in any lavish clothing very mm-hmm. simple uh, no perfume no cutting of nails nothing like that mm-hmm. no hunting animals no, nothing of that kind um, uh, everybody now is dressed the same there's equality in everybody mm-hmm. you know you're, so that comes into play as well mm-hmm. you're distancing, distancing yourself from the world mm-hmm. uh, because you're leaving everything behind and you're saying Allah I'm coming to you and mm-hmm. um, and you're reminding yourself of your destiny of wearing white that's the shroud mm-hmm. that's where you're going but you try not to talk too much about everything to the children itself yeah, of course so yes, you know because it's all really, quite yeah, young aren't they yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the um, the, the, the lebbeik uh, that's the first station so they're all excited so right as soon as we land uh, uh, to Mecca we have to do something called Tawaf Al-Qudum which is the arrival Tawaf mm-hmm. um, so before we land I'm going to explain to you what you have to do and obviously in the centre there was a beautiful Kaaba. Yeah. And on the cover we had this on the corner of it is Zemzem. Mm-hmm. Yes, this paper. So we had Zemzem <laughs> drawn in the, and we pinned it where Zemzem was. And I pointed out where the um the Yemen, Yemeni corner was mm-hmm. because it's important to say something between something between that the dar between the Yemeni mm-hmm. corner and the um and the uh, and this black stone. So then I explained just like you go, when you go into a mosque you have to pray two sunnahs for tahiyat al-masjid the house of Allah is a special mosque mm-hmm. so you don't do the sunnah you do the tawaf and mm-hmm. that's counted as the um the tahiyah so we go around seven times uh, seven times anti-clockwise so they say so they love doing that so mm-hmm. while they were doing that uh, when we we start off at the black stone so they mm-hmm. raise the arm they say bismillah allahu akbar mm-hmm. uh, and they go around seven times now they found they found this very very enjoyable now those are closest to the black stone mm-hmm. would obviously get to kiss the black stone because they were closest mm-hmm. so they're, they're going around kissing this um, and they they enjoyed the fact that they were kissing it you could ask why am I kissing a stone mm-hmm. one asked I said well, it's not really. It's not because it's a stone. It's a symbol for Jannah, mm-hmm. and the Prophet Sallam did that. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, you know, I want to be in Jannah. So mm-hmm. if this is a piece of Jannah, I want you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work towards mm-hmm. getting there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we did that seven times. And, and, and how big was was the the Kaaba? The, the Kaaba, I would say. Made um, I would say it would. Uh, so like you're talking. You have your hands up. Maybe two meters by. Maybe yeah. yeah. So it was a nice meter square. So yeah, it yeah. was. A, it's a decent. And cab, and it was mm-hmm. beautiful, like black cloth, and we had like a gold scarf around it, okay. and we pinned the thing, so it looked very pretty. Mm-hmm. And then, and obviously, to them, to children, bless them, they're you know they're they're happy with with anything you give them that's mm-hmm. visual, kinesthetic, and, mm-hmm. and then so they they went around the Kaaba, and then between the Rukn Yamani and the and the black stone, we'd say Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana fi al-akhirati hasana wa qinada bina. That's the prophetic, du'a, mm-hmm. the Quranic du'a that the Prophet used to say. Mm-hmm. So we do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alayhi salatu So we did that seven times. Um, and obviously, some would pick up sp- uh, pace and run and, and get a bit dizzy. But that's all the fun of it. Mm-hmm. You don't because they're still children. Yeah. Yeah. I said, make dua, you know, read Quran, do whatever you like. There's not a specified thing to, to say except between those two corners. Once you do that, you can pray to sinners um, uh, behind Maqam Ibrahim. But we didn't do that. 
So, so yes, it's not really. Um, so it was because obviously you're limited to time and space and all that. Mm-hmm. So I so said after the wharf we did the sai. Mm-hmm. So we had obviously stacks of chairs and we covered it as okay, a mountain. mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. so table and chairs. So the peak as as uh, there's a pe- one peak um, uh, for one mountain for the Safa and the other mm-hmm. one for the Marwa, and it was across um, the hall. So they did have to run quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Now uh, with the sai itself, um, you we kind of um, I gauged their previous knowledge about what they knew about mm-hmm. and most of them because they attend halkas anyway and their parents they bring them to these workshops actually have covered certain things mm-hmm. they knew what it was all about um, so they're walking between the, the two hills Safa and Marwa seven times they start at Safa and they're making dua now we all know, you know, the story behind it and Hajjah Salam and looking but we wanted to, to, to the, for the children to understand that the motto behind this what we want to take out of Sa'i Marwa is, is I try my best and leave the rest to Allah. So that's what Hajj al Hassam did. Mm. She tried her best mm. to look for water. She did the walking, mm. but obviously then she she did her bit. But then Allah mm. gave her the uh, the the um, um, the result. Yeah. It wasn't through. She wasn't the means. She was just did her bit, and Allah um, completed mm. it. So that was the motto that we want to get through. You do your best. You never give up. Mm-hmm. Even if you think there's there's nowhere, there's just a dead end. You keep doing it. She kept she kept going to same. Sp- mm. two spots knowing there's nothing there mm-hmm. but she didn't give up until mm. she had the gushing of the water yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was one thing and we, we also talked about especially to the boys said this is um, you know Allah's honouring a woman and her legacy lives on and and obviously between the f- if you remember between the green posts it's the, where the valley is so mm. that's where the men actually run. pick up pace mm-hmm. and run and it's only the men that really copies mm-hmm. um, the, the footsteps of Hajj so that's what they did Mm-hmm. And I said, Subhanallah, just like you honor a woman here, you have to honor every woman that you have in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. So, mashallah, I can see how the children really en- enjoy that. And that was kind of the first bit of the Hajj yes. that they were doing. So, that's the Umrah bit. So, this is the Umrah bit. So, after okay. they do that, they're just doing the Zemzem, and that's the Umrah done. And that's the Umrah done. Yeah, and they have to actually clip their, na- clip their hair a bit. Okay. So, pretend to clip their hair. Okay. So, that's out of Ihram now. Okay, great. So we've done the Umrah bit. We're going to come into a commercial break very shortly and we will come back then to discuss the Hajj bit, the rest of the the Hajj and the rest of the stations of Hajj and how you explain that to to children um, and what they need to do in the different stages and how they can prepare for that. uh, Some of the things we mentioned already with keeping patience and and not talking badly and things like that and how how did they perceive this and what was their understanding of patience. I'd be very interested to hear that one we come back after the break so in listeners do tune in to us after this commercial break inshallah where we'll be continuing talking about hash inshallah assalamu alaikum <laughs> 